In the beginning, there was darkness. A void waiting to be filled with the echoes of destiny. From the depths of time, legends emerged. Heroes forged in the fires of adversity, their stories etched in the fabric of eternity. Through the sands of ancient deserts, across the vast expanse of galaxies, and amidst the tumultuous waves of the ocean, their journeys began. But amidst the chaos, there arose a whisper, a call to action, a beacon of hope. Now, as the world holds its breath, a new tale unfolds, a story of courage, of triumph against all odds. Join us as we delve into the depths of imagination, as we embark on a journey beyond the realms of possibility. For in every tale lies a lesson, in every legend a truth waiting to be discovered. This is not just a podcast. This is an odyssey, a quest for knowledge, a quest for inspiration, a quest for the very essence of what it means to be human. Welcome, dear listeners, to a world of infinite possibilities. Welcome, dear listeners, to the True Life Podcast. On the topic of psychedelics too, do you see the monetization of it being a problem? Like sometimes I look at it and I'm like, man, these guys, they really want to patent set and set. And they really want to patent this little one more molecule over here. And I, I guess you got to have those dragons fighting to, to get where we're going, but it seems like a problem. What do you think? It's a completely um, different things, thing, psychedelics and it's intervening uh, it's uh, interaction with mental health i do not i i don't know where it's going to end but our primary capitalistic idea will not work yeah because it is not money driven because one of the things i realized after my experience was we are living in a predominantly capitalistic and a consumeristic society and yeah. you know you turn everywhere there are ads there are things that you know, you, you want to buy your vacations you want to take and so on. And on my psychedelics, I've had the best vacation. I've been to 15 places in my life, not many places, 10 places, let's say. And I've not, since I was not present there, those trips didn't seem anything. It felt good. Like I was able to share it on Facebook and get hundred likes. <laughs> <laughs> But what does that amount to? It's all as much as the scrolling gives you dopamine, the likes give you dopamine, but it's just this thing. Again, yeah. you're, you're not present to observe any of those. You feel good. You, know, you put some sugar in your mouth. You, you feel energetic. <laughs> you, know, you put caffeine. You feel active. Yeah. yeah. Again, all these things doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's, it's a tool or it's a harmful thing based on how we use it. Right. And, uh, your question with respect to, I, I really do not think I can, uh, I, I have an idea about how money is going to interact with this because one of the things posts I've been seeing on LinkedIn is um, it's going to be difficult, really hard for big pharma to get into this because of the fact that usually the drugs that are there, it's a lifelong thing, you know, yeah. you, you need a stream of revenue and how about 
you give just one dose two dose and you get it for ten dollars how much are you going to sell it for how much can you sell it for thousand dollars two thousand let's say it's still happening retreats are priced at two thousand right right i really am curious what is happening behind the screen <laughs> but <laughs> what is different like i get the same thing done in ten dollars yeah my house doesn't seem like a bad setting thing so <laughs> what is happening here i i do understand we need uh sustenance and survival and so on but i feel like we have we have we are looking at it from the wrong point of view in the sense that we have this established con concepts and the way of life right a base comfort level we are we are trapped into like for example i live in a house which is two floors this is backyard and stuff because i have dogs and that's a level of comfort but if i'm going to do uh, get into psychedelics with not much revenue for money it's a, it's a compromise do i want to let go of the idea of comfort or do i want to actually help mm, right yeah and at some point you you can find a compromise where this transaction is good yeah but right now they are very far apart because what revenue they can bring in is a little bit way behind our base comfort level given the way life is happening in this century right so yeah i'm just going to leave it like that because yeah. i have totally no idea of how the economics is working and so on and i don't yeah. want to get into it yeah yeah it's interesting to think about i i i really i really am thankful and i'm i'm looking forward to seeing what transpires i think there's such good people on both sides of the argument and i i, I hope i know that some people that are starting clinics and have these things they have really good intentions and they probably have helped themselves and helped other people and they want to continue to do it and make some money doing it. Yeah. But I just see the fight. And I, I just, if I could, if I could add one awesome thing to the world of this debate, it would be that there's good people on both sides. And ultimately 100%. we should figure something out because we all want the same thing. You know, I, it's going to be an exciting future. You know what? I want to keep touching on language. Like I, yeah, I am. I am beginning to see the world as language. You know, I, I in my book I wrote this piece that talked about education, and I want to share it with you. It's I'm just going to paraphrase it. It's something like, imagine a glacier on a spring morning, like the first morning in spring, and the hot sun begins to melt the ice, and you see this little bead of water come flowing down the glacier, and it takes the path of least resistance. It takes the path that the water has been taking for the last 5,000 years. But that little water droplet, if we could personify it, doesn't know it's the first time. It thinks it's the first time making this journey, right? And so it goes all the way down and all of a sudden it gets a cloud comes in front of the sun. So the ice starts to melt again. And the, the little water drop is in a pool and it's probably thinking to itself, oh, I'm stuck, man. I'm never going to get here. But what it doesn't realize when the time is right, it's going to be reinforced by another pool of water that comes flowing down. And you can, yeah. I, I look at my life, like that's the kind of language I, I'm talking about. You can, you can see your history, your life and your future in the world all around you. The same path that water drop takes on the glacier is the same path you're taking. It's the same path that a thought takes to be manifested. And you can see language everywhere. And I'm out in the garden. I just see the way the plants open up to the sun. And you can, if you just take a few moments to watch that happen, you're like, Look at this thing's telling me the perfect angle if I want to plant stuff. Like that flower blooms there every season at this time. Like how does this plant know how to do that? And it opens up like at a 45 degree angle. You know, it just blows my mind how much 
information is out there. And this gets me back to education in that for so long, we believe, or at least I believe, that you ha- you go to school and these people teach you things. But what I have learned is that knowledge isn't something you f- learn. It's something that's revealed to you. Yes. You know, and, and if you take, if you go to school, there's nothing wrong with going to school and learning. But understand that you're going to learn from a person who learned from a guy who knew another guy that probably did the thing you're learning about. You yeah. know, so this and translation means interpretation. So whenever you're teaching me, I'm translating it and I'm going to interpret it to somebody else. I'm going to lose stuff along the way. You know, I, I, I think that information is all you could be right now. Anybody listening to this, you could be the smartest person in the world. If you just paid attention and let the information be revealed to you, it's out there. It's crazy to think about, right? That's, that's the beauty of it, right? Uh, one of the things you said about how interpretation is going to change. It's, it's a game of Chinese whispers. <laughs> So if someone is not, I've never heard that before. Oh, Chinese whispers is the thing where, uh, let's say a group of uh, 10 people are standing and the first person is, um, the first two people draw something and the second person has to communicate it to third person by drawing and down the line, the drawings are so different. I, I'm shitty at explaining oh, wow. that you can, you can, no, you can see a video of it. So we have that, a thing called telephone. We have, we have a game called Telephone where like I just tell you a secret and then you tell a secret by the time it gets all the way around. It's totally different. But yeah, the drawing totally, part is amazing. Yeah, it's pretty much the same concept, right? Yeah, so it is. That is going to be when we interpret something, it's going to change. So when you say we need, if we paid attention, we'll get the knowledge, right? It'll reveal itself. It's true because here we are not doing trying to do the right thing. By communicating to people, we are not trying to get somewhere or get that right oh this is my point or this is my uh, goal for this particular talk we're not trying to do that see i'm trapped in this body i'm experiencing with this limited sense perception and my words are just a tool to use uh communicate how i'm getting this experience i experience the same thing in a different way so i'm just putting it out there you know if no one needs to uh say they agree with or they don't agree or oh it's the right ones to there is none of those. We all have our own interpretations to life. And that's all there is. Coming back to your thing, uh, Albert Einstein's quote, I, I was reading it last week. I think I even shared it on LinkedIn. It was nice. Mm. It says, I, I think 99 times out of a problem. I can't get anywhere. I just swim in silence. It comes to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you know about Jiddu Krishnamurti? Uh, um, a little bit, but tell everybody who, who may not be. Um, I don't know how to describe people, so let's just say Jiddu Krishnamurti. Uh, he's a <laughs> he's a guy I follow. It's uh, it's nice it, the way. He, uh, I think he was destined. I think he was he was chosen to be the Dalai Lama, right? Or he was or... he was equivalent in other terms. I okay. think he was uh, chosen to do that, and he just didn't want any of that. And uh, he's a philosopher, I would say, and uh, he says amazing if. If there is no problem that exists without the solution, if one truly understands the problem, they'll know the solution. So until then, we're just kind of like complaining and rambling about the problem. We're not actually paying attention to what it is, right? So all of these things, if you see, kind of points just to one place where like, you're not doing anything. Don't worry. Same, same with musical composition stuff. Sit in silence. It'll come to you. You, you think about playing this particular tone, it'll never fit 
the particular musical piece you sit and rest are going to happen you know yeah. that's where we can never take credit for whatever is happening through us like yeah. it's just you know um, one of the things i i have been believing for the last two years is like especially things we say in words books we write like there is no way we can take credit for that because the, yeah. this this idea of language took 10000 years to develop to come to this point of uh, communication right to co- so you have to give credit to 10000 years of <laughs> what's that yeah. 100 billion people and uh, yeah. you know so so many things but by the time you give credits to everyone it's pretty much like if you're going to give credit to everyone you might not as well not give credit to anyone and that yeah. the whole of evolution the whole of history the whole of everything is just god that's how i perceive it so when you say thanks to god yeah it's enough it conveys the picture as long as the god is not the external figure who's just watching everything is like oh this is a bad guy i'm going to kick him <laughs> you know <laughs> it's it's as long yeah. as we don't have the notion i think god is a beautiful thing you know it, it brings me to the point too like when you say we, we like we're clearly standing on the backs of giants right like all all the thing when you say you pe- people want to take credit for this idea or that idea and like think about the world of patents like people pay so much this is my idea you can never use it this is mine you got to pay me to use this idea like that is so selfish like so, could you imagine if we patent the wheel a long time ago hey no one can use this like how many forms of energy out there how many forms of how much better could the world be if everyone was allowed to improve ideas instead of just a handful of people clinging to like this it's kind of gross in a way like this is my idea you can't ever use it <laughs> i uh, i truly believe this the person okay. who comes up with the idea will never ever patent it yeah i promise you that you can just not because you know in the complete conscience that you did nothing it came to you yeah it just comes i don't know where it comes from there is no stream like i cannot watch my thoughts how it's entering but it came to me people like um the guy who invented penicillin penicillin and i, I was reading some other thing some other drug the polio vaccine and stuff mm-hmm. he said no there is not going to be a patent for this it needs to reach people it's going to be as low cost as it can be right sock i think it uh, the sock institute i forgot the guy's first name but it was the david sulk or something like that out of san diego i see i think okay and uh, if if you're able to steal idea from some person and then you're going to protect it you're going to yeah. make it so precious because since you you truly do not understand how precious the idea is and it will become more precious by sharing it you want to cage it yeah. and you want to convert it into money and stuff and because we in ignorance we are going to think the external world is what we need to buy to be happy but it's yeah. not going to be that it's never going to be that <laughs> i i sometimes believe a uh, completely poor people not having the choice to do much are much more happier because at the end of the day you realize all the money after having it nothing it's going to get you that is going to fill the void yep. so you go back to like choicelessly observing mm, whatever right yeah. and then at least you start by saying whatever this is happening right slowly you accept <laughs> it and you start seeing i mean this is going to happen regardless of my choice and i'm yep. not going to change it and it's not going to change is it a possibility i can enjoy it rather than complain about it you know but you have to sit with it you yep. try to change it you you you're always pushing it it's coming back pushing it coming back but if you let it sit there is a chance for truly accepting it with the with the whole of ourselves accepting an idea it can be anything yeah right 
and you accept it, it goes on. But yeah, I, I deviated so much from the patent, but no, it pretty much perfect. Comes, comes to that. Yeah, I think there's something to be said about taking a thought like that and just looking at it from all angles. Like when you sit with something that's bothering you or you, when you sit with a problem or when you, when you want to observe something, for me, when I sit in silence and I think about it, I feel like it's a, the thought is a thing and I'm picking it up and I'm looking at it from different angles, you know, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. How would I feel if I was this person? Like, I'll give you an example. Like some, some, one of my attachments that I hold on to is like, man, if I just had this bigger house, or if I just had this, you know, and I realize it's a trap and it, but even the best of us, like, I think that you get to live up here sometimes, but you're always fighting in these traps. And for me, that's one of them. So sometimes I, I'll sit around. I was at this, I was at an amazing party yesterday and I was looking at all these people and I'm like, man, these guys look so, look at these people have so much, you know? And I, I go, I'm here too. I, I must have a lot. And then I see people that like, it looks like they have a lot. Like I'm like, that person is probably wearing $7,000 shoes. That is amazing. Yeah. Like that's crazy. And then part of me is like, man, I wish I had $7,000 shoes. And then the other part of me just starts laughing. Like, dude, do they own those shoes or do those shoes own them? Yeah. You know, and then I start watching them react. Like I start asking people questions. Oh, and then all of a sudden, like I see this couple, I'm talking to them, beautiful people. And then all of a sudden they just turn and walk away from each other during the middle of the conversation. And it reminded me like, these people are having problems. Like I'm, I'm asking them about their family. And then I just see the husband turn to the wife and he just walks away because he didn't feel like he was part of that conversation. So in some ways, I'm, I guess I'm saying you can notice the language of people and what's really happening in their lives. If you just pay attention to the situation and you look at it from different angles, I kind of rambled there too, but I think there's something to be said about looking at situations from different angles and putting yourself in other people's positions and really getting to, to think about it from other angles. You can learn so much about life that way. And it's fun to do. In fact, sometimes I can get caught. Like I'll just sit there for like, you know, people will be like, what are you doing? Or what? I didn't, <laughs> you've been sitting there for like 20 minutes, just sitting there. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, have you ever thought about what those people were doing? Like you, you can live, you can live other people's lives in your own head. You know, it's, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which means you can read. Okay. If you can do that, if you can live other people's lives in your head, you can also live your life a thousand directions. And you, when you begin doing that, you can serious. I, I had this experience a while back where I was, it was, I went pretty deep. I went pretty deep, like nine grams. And I remember just sitting in the bed thinking, and it was like, I could see every decision I've ever made and then play it out. This is my, how my life would look if I did this. This is how my life would look if I did this. If I would have done, if I would have made that mistake, I would be over here. You know, and it's so fascinating what you're capable of when it comes to visualization and understanding. If you give yourself the set, the setting, and the time to understand it, like you can live such an amazing and rich and fruitful life with very little. And it's much more rewarding if you're just willing to take the chance and believe in yourself. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. It comes back to time, right? Yes. We're busy not to give time. Like, I, having known meditation is good, don't push myself to sit enough. Don't. And there are times I get guilty about it. And those I feel like are the chances where there is nothing to think about it. The only thing I can do is sit. There is nothing else to do at that point. Because whatever occurs in our conscience as like 
or guiltiness or what kind of emotions, right? It's just asking you to do the right thing. At that point, there's no point in, oh man, I did this, I did this, I did this. You're just wasting more time. Sit now, <laughs> you might be done five minutes earlier, right? <laughs> and the, the reason I'm trying to say that is sometimes life, feel, life feels busy. It's like, I have to get these things done. You know, yeah. we have a running joke with uh, my, my partner and I will be like, we have to get everything done and go up and like, what's something? <laughs> <laughs> and then it comes back. It's like, what are we trying to get done? Because <laughs> the, the energy with which we are trying to get done, 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 right? <laughs> and finally, we are sitting to watch something that becomes a check mark. We're just going to get watching the TV done. If you're, if you're not, if you really want to be present for life, you need to be present for every single thing. That, that, that part is what I'm saying. Choiceless observation. Do not choose to go ruminate your thoughts and get out of reality. You know, our reality is so simple. If we believe your, these five senses are there, live according to the senses. The more you live according to the senses, that's one thing I've learned from the dogs. They're amazing. Like, you know, I go away for 10 days, 15 days. They don't sit depressed, missing me. They, as long as they're treated well, by the person who's taking care of them, they are living in that reality. They'll play with the person who's taking care of them. They don't go sit by the couch and like, man, <laughs> those days were good. Now he has gone. <laughs> He's never going to come back. None of those happens. You know, because one of the reasons they do not have the memory capacity to go back and forth. I don't know the right words, but they don't have the memory capacity to do that. Second, it comes down to just living in that moment, that reality. Our reality is limited. We have to accept. Even though these cell phones and whatever stuff makes the whole world feel like it's reachable, it's not. It's not. It's a tool. The moment the tool goes, it's not. Same with psychedelics. Psychedelics are an amazing tool. You need to use it. I, I advocate for that. But that's not it. That's not the end game. That's not the end game. You have to come back to reality. You need to know what to do to change your everyday actions, these habit patterns, right? And yeah. for that, <clears throat> taking time off is necessary. When you take time off and realize that you're actually not busy, it's a loop again, right? You're too busy to not take time off to realize you're not busy. <laughs> so it's like, it goes around and around. Yeah. And that's where suffering helps. The tragedy, the suffering, will just yeah. knock your head for a second where, you know, you don't know what to do. Uh, yeah. Eckhart Tolle, is. Uh, he says that, right? He got to a point of so much suffering. He has been depressed for two years with suicidal tendencies. And just this one day, the suffering got too much. It just stopped. The thinking brain stopped and said, wow, it's nice. It doesn't have to happen like that for everyone. Few lucky ones, it does yeah. happen. But most people, it's just, it turns out to be a wake-up call. But it's up to you. The alarm will ring. You can either you can snooze it and go back to sleep, or <laughs> respond to it very positively. Yep. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up, or I'm gonna put in the effort. Yeah. Right. And uh, with your thing for seven thousand dollars, I have it with the million dollars, million different things. Every yeah. single day it keeps coming. Right. And that's the part. If you wanna term it as waking up, it's not a one-time waking up. You're gonna sleep. You're gonna get up. You're gonna yeah. sleep. You're gonna get up. You're gonna. Yeah. And it's gonna happen. I believe the progress is measured in ways of how soon you're able to get up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I think the more you bring into your practice that whenever I am suffering, I, I tend to believe this. Whenever I complain about anything, 
I believe, even though at that point I don't know that I shouldn't complain, I believe, see, if I were uh, was on psychedelics, would I complain? If I was doing meditation, would I complain? Mm. I know there is a point of view in my own head that I would not complain. Yeah. So something is wrong. I'm complaining. Something is wrong. So look, look differently. It's, it's yeah. hard because when the impulse gets to you, that, that's why sitting every day works. It makes you respond rather than react. Some people may shout for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Some people carry it for eight hours. Some people do it in a second. It's not like they don't get angry. They get really yeah. angry. They could break yeah. your face or glasses. <laughs> right. They just get, get in touch with who they truly are. They yeah. You know, our attachments will, will always be there. It's about, it's, it's a game. Yep. It's like the fetch game, right? Please tell people the story about it. This is a beautiful story. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I saw that meme uh, with um, the dog trying to say to the human partner that I'm going to dress up as human, try to live and see how your life is because it seems more interesting and you know complicated and stuff. So it stays as a human for 24 hours. And then it goes back to being a dog and says, I thought it was really interesting, but it's just a complex fetch game. <laughs> yeah. That's so true, man. It's so true. And we, we realize that it's, it's, we have to let go. That's what uh, many people with their experiences try to say. Let go of things that doesn't want you because you can create rooms for things that actually want to stay with you. And one of the reasons we need to be completely honest, you know, we need to be completely brutally honest, having no fear of rejection. If we stop seeking approval and validation and fear completely honest, regardless of the bashing we receive, we make space. We make space for people who are actually going to be there with that energy to share the journey. Because there have been so many days that I've not been this confident trying to say what, what I really think. Yeah. And it has never gotten me anywhere. It's just a couple of hours of awkward party room discussions where, you know, yeah, how's it going? Yeah, I <laughs> we got this job. I got this job. This weather is good. That is going this. <laughs> you, you talk about, you know, they say, right, uh, weak people talk about uh, other people or average minds talk about events, strong minds talk about ideas. Yeah. I, yep. I believe that it's it's only when we are completely honest. And we, we start saying, like, for example, I, whenever I get a chance, I like to make people uncomfortable by talking about death. And yeah. I realize half the people get uncomfortable and the conversation ends, which is good because I want to start there because I, I, I'm not here to give you a state of comfort. I'm not pushing your boundaries or something. It's not like I'm going to tie you to a chair and keep, you know, talking about it. You have the right. choice to participate in the conversation. This is what I am interested about. This is what I want to focus on. Same with you. You're interested about it's it's same with music, right? Like if someone is interested in old rock versus new pop music, they they don't have to force themselves to go to a concert together. Yeah. Like you do your thing. You know, we can share other aspects of life together. I love cooking with you. I love doing this thing with you. There are things where we can do things separately. That's that's the point we need to understand. And that way we, we do not need to take offense. Oh, this is what you think. Beautiful. I just don't, don't see it that way, but it's good. Right? Yeah. As long as we do not try to enforce any sort of ideas. I want to talk about this and that's it. <laughs>
Why do you think we? Why do you think we want to? In, like it happens all the time. I've been guilty of it, and I think everybody to a point is. Why is it that we feel so validated if we get other people to believe what we say? Like sometimes it seems like we're seeking approval, and we can get that other person to agree with us. All of a sudden, we're like, yeah, yeah, I'm better. Or uh, it, it seems like we're a lot of us, even through history, we've tried to push ideas on people. Why do you think that is? Yes, I was. Um... As I said, I wanted to get into psychology, so I was reading uh, first-year psychology books and so on. And this was pretty much the main topic in the first 20 pages, I think. It is uh, this self-fulfilling hypothesis or self-serving bias mm -hmm. in which we, without awareness, without understanding there is another perception to life, we think the whole world sees the way we see it. So when someone says something else and we truly are opinionated in this idea, we tend to push other person because we truly believe I am right, you're wrong. Yeah. You're, you're going yeah. the wrong direction. You need to think <laughs> how I think. It, it comes again from lack of awareness, purely thinking that the world will think the same way as we do. But that's, that's, that's the part. When we realize there are truly other perceptions that exist and everything and everyone is doing their best with their level of understanding and their level of knowledge and their level of speaking skills or whatever, right? These all make up. Everyone is trying to do the best. No one is trying to go and make other people, you know, change their opinions and stuff. There are, in ignorance, it happens. Again, when ignorance is there, I tend to believe the person is not existing at that point. So it's just happening. Things are happening. It's like a wall where you put the ball you, you can predict the motion, you know, you put it from here, it's going to go at 45 degree, you put it straight, it's going to come back to you. Those are, that's what an uh, ignorant person is like, it's a rigid system of beliefs, and it's like a wall. When you're flexible, you need to be unpredictable. That's, that's what it is, right? You need to be unpredictable. Mm -hmm. There is a story, I think, in, um, I read that uh, this guy wants to change little, little, little by little everything. And uh, he's given a boon by the god to be able to go into a dream and control things so he wants he starts changing things like oh, i want a bigger house i want this i want that i'm and everything comes true right but life becomes desperately boring he badly wants to get out of the dream after living for like 10 years or something it's like i know what's gonna happen everything good everything is gonna be good that's the problem so it is this uncertainty and it is that chance of so-called bad things happening is what makes it much more precious. It's much more, the, the feeling of aliveness comes when you do not know what's going to happen tomorrow. If you know for yeah. a fact that you're going to have something like, let's say you're going to win a lottery or you're going to have plans, everything set forth, right? Even though it might seem good on the outside, it's not as exciting. It's in the artwork, it's in the Fighting against something is where we truly live. Yeah. Uh, Alan Watts um, said this beautiful line, which I really like. We, we tend to see fights as a bad thing, but they truly aren't. If we go one level below us, that is to our things inside our body, cells fighting with each other, right? If some other thing comes and the white cells fight, it's quite important that there is a balance, there is a harmony. The fight has to happen in such a way that Neither the so-called bad cells are the cells that are coming inside fighting white blood cells and winning. And the other is true as well. 
the white blood cells cannot grow in huge numbers and fight that's also bad it's cancerous right yeah so yeah that fight is quite important to maintain a harmony on a higher level as a human and human to function properly that fight is important same way with wars debates and stuff i do not condone war for a single second i'm just yeah. saying in the sense that if you are able to fight on ideas not with the idea to win rather to enjoy the fight right <laughs> yeah uh, when, when we truly do that it, it brings a harmony for the humanity as a whole it's one level above us which we are not able to conceive for example ants they say when it becomes a huge colony right the colony intelligence is much more than the individual land it's like that we are not able to picture it for humanity but it's quite important we fight happily fight honestly you know just put it out there this is what i am you know and take everything yeah. with a sense of humor like there is nothing i i'm going to die you're going to die the ideas are going to die i truly believe none of this is uh, how long can this last like trillion years <laughs> trillion trillion years at some point things will change you know you're right and at that point at some point whatever has been recorded is going to be lost so who are you really being like what are we fighting for when we truly sit and ask these questions it's quite funny yeah man you you it's so relieving like man I, what on all i was doing why why was i doing then it all comes back to like not knowing better yeah nothing lasts like nothing, nothing lasts. lasts yeah and sometimes when i think of alan watts i think about he said some i remember some limerick that he said that always gets me laughing it's like there once was a man who said damn for it certainly seems that i am a being that moves in determinate grooves i'm not even a bus i'm a tram <laughs> you know sometimes it seems like you're on this tram man yeah. like you're being guided you know you look back and you're like yeah. oh that had to happen i get it i was on that curve over there i had to go that way you know oh yeah yeah and one thing i think psychedelics kind of uh I can say for all people at least I'll speak for myself right now it's just that there is no regret to any single activity that happened in my past like it even the worst of the things that I would have described at that point are crucial yeah. without that what is it I wouldn't be here and now as as overused the words might seem it's true like there are trillions and trillions of activities happening synchronously and simultaneously that's just you know taking us here and there that's that's one more whenever i feel like i need control over something i tend to think actually don't man there is no we are, we are just like the leaves that are blown, blown by the wind you may just enjoy the breeze and you know go at it when when yeah. i try to control it's misery when i let go it's so peaceful and I actually get things done when i don't want it to be done <laughs> now, have you watched this uh, new series uh, i think uh, undone on amazon prime i've heard of it but i've never seen it what's it about it's 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 quite cool it's it's just this person gets the ability to go in the past change things and you know change realities and stuff and we know it's, at the end of the day she's going to choose this life but uh, in one of the scenes um, the person who's guiding her says uh, try but don't try mm. try to not try right and that's all we need to do we we i i think about uh, let's say i've dishes piled in my sink i think about doing it oh i want to throw everything i want the thought is useless there thought is quite useless i go there i start one at a time 
Yep. It's just it's magical. It's beautiful, right? <laughs> the more I tend to push myself to be present with almost anything, there is nothing to complain about. Even during pain, it's about yeah, the pain is there. Yeah, pain is there. At some point, you know, you start numbing the pain. That's the beauty of it. If you're able to focus purely on the pain, yeah, the pain ceases to exist. Or even though it exists, it's not your pain or your suffering. You don't suffer out of the pain, right? One one key thing that happened during meditation for me was that um, I think it's it's a ten day course, Vipassana course. Have you heard about it? I have. Okay. So by okay. So. 10 days silent retreat where you do not talk to anyone and for first 3 days you work on the breath and then from day 4 uh, they go go on to the process of vipassana uh, it's just scanning your body being there being able to perceive sensations because at that point you need to stay in touch with reality and the reality when you're closing out all your sense organs is going to be just touch yeah. or is it one tool they work with right <laughs> so one of the things they say is that you have to it's a term called aditana a sitting of strong determination so if you sit for one hour sittings you're not supposed to move not a single bit not a single bit you lock yourself in that position and uh, i think the first 10 day course i went i just i fooled myself i moved you know a little little yeah. itching i'll do this and didn't back pain i'm just going to adjust and it feels good you know a little yeah. adjustment gives like ha oh, man what is this this adjustment i don't think my body notices right <laughs> missing the point missing completely the point and when i actually started doing it oh after 20 20 minutes i think the pain gets terrible and then i i have to sit with it sit with it and itching is there here everywhere something is happening and you start to see how much of these things am i missing on a daily basis because i'm constantly moving those are the distractions i'm creating you know um when when you're sleeping right goenka says this that when you're uh, you're always reacting one of the examples he gives is that when you're sleeping at night and a mosquito bites you you're not aware of it but you hit it <laughs> right and how does that happen so that that reaction that that's the control we need to get over ourselves right and um, I'm sorry for getting to that point, but when we sit and keep watching the pain, keep on watching. What's the worst that could happen? Can it kill you? So the pain will also die with it. So what's going to happen when we get to that point? I think it, we enter into a state of not trying to understand or change. We are with it. You know, whatever you want to that that oneness. It's we we are so sometimes really funny as human beings. You see, we we might. tend to be say that individuality and um, we are locked to this body and stuff even that is not true because as much as our extension might be the phone and if someone breaks our phone we'll get angry we are truly not living throughout the body we are just living in the small part of the head and one of the things that i see from my eating disorder is that i don't eat with my stomach because mm. truly i would need only this much food if i yeah. eat with my stomach but i'm eating with my brain you know the tongue touches the food yeah. it's good i'm going to feed more i'm eating with my brain how how yep. funny is it so we we really not even true about one thing we're not even limited to this body as such completely we're limited to a little bit of the part and that part i would like to call ego yeah just purely hedonistic life yeah it's yeah. it's so true it's like that is the attachment and just becoming aware you know I, 
you had said something earlier about the observer. When we talk about waves and particles, we have seen from like Schrodinger's cat that just the, the level of observing, just by observing you change it. So yeah. if that's true, if we, if we can fundamentally collapse waveforms just by observing them, like what does it mean when you observe yourself? Like you're fundamentally changing the way you act in this world just by observing yourself or any other person or any other, any other situation for that matter. And like that to me is mind blowing. Just, just to sit and think about that one. You know, it it gets me back to what you said, try to not try, like, just think about China. It's so beautiful. It's like one, what's the sound of one hand clapping? We'll try not to try. (laughs) I love those koans. It's, it's, it's to the point where, you know, you need to think where you are convinced to start thinking. Yeah. That's all. It's beautiful. I heard a and good one. Um, can I share one with you real fast? Oh, definitely. Okay. So there's this samurai and he is, his father was a samurai and he served the emperor and his father died in battle. But before he died, he gave his young son, this family sword that has been in their family for generations. His great grandfather worked on it. And it, it is like the most precious thing that carries his family and his pride with him. And as he, as he becomes a man, he serves the emperor. And he becomes one of the greatest samurais ever. And he's always taking care of this beautiful sword. And he plans to give it to his son one day. And as he's growing older, he he decides that he has served the emperor. He has fought battles. But he doesn't understand heaven and hell. And so he rides out to the far canyon to find the wisest man. And after a four-day ride, he finally chances upon this old man in a garden and you know, the samurai being respectful gets off his horse and he walks up to the man and he waits for the man to address him. And he stands in the man's garden in his full samurai gear. And finally the old man looks up and he says, what are you doing here? And the samurai says, I've, I've come master to find out the ideas of heaven and hell. And he pauses and the old man just stares at him and he goes, ah, Someone like you, you will never understand. Look at you. You have this armor on and you ride up here on your horse. You think you're so good. And what is this sword you have? What a ridiculous, foolish instrument. Any man, any man that made that, any man that carries that is a horrible human being. And like the samurai starts losing it, even though he's been trained. And But the old man goes, is that your, what, did your dad make that sword? That is so ridiculous. And at that point in time, the samurai has been so insulted, he grabs the hilt of his sword and he begins to unleash it. And the old man says, behold, the gates of hell. And the, sam- <laughs> the samurai <gasps> puts it back in and he says, thank you, master. And he says, behold, the gates of heaven. You know, beautiful. like it's so beautiful, man. Like if you could just take a moment to think about that, it's like, yeah. oh, it's anger. It's forgiveness, you know, like, yeah. I love it. And do you, wouldn't it be amazing if you could live your life in a way where at the end of it, someone saw what you did and told a story about you that way? Like, I think that's a great way to live your life is to try to be something like those Cohen's, like to, to try to give off that message without try, without trying, you know? (laughs) But I also feel like with, I, I, in ignorance, I, I think that's what uh, I have been taught to do. Live life as a story to be told to others. And 
that is too strainful too stressful because here now there is a story that you have to live up to mm. right it doesn't yeah. it limits you anything that is going to be any any attachment to any ideas is going to be presenting you yeah right it's it's you can use anything as a tool sorry <laughs> nice ring though yeah <laughs> it sounds like a phone Let yeah turn this off i don't know why it does this okay thank you so any any kind of um thing we can use it temporarily as a tool and we have to let go it's it's like sailing on the boat right you you can if you are too attached to the boat sure as long as you're in the river it's fine the moment you reach the shore if you drag the boat all over with you and you know trek to the mountains i would say that's that doesn't <laughs> seem like a genius idea so letting off that boat at the point and if you're if you're not going to come back you don't even have to tie the boat right yeah. and if you're going to come back again these are these are things like you need to know what you're going to um i'm sorry that that came out wrong you don't need to know what you're going to do but in that moment if you're just present and if you if you see it's it's one of the beautiful things you said right the water flows in the amount of least resistance yeah i think that's a very common thing among among life forms right humans yes. as such i feel like we tend to do things to make things easier that's what we do yeah. why does yeah. technology exist right quicker easier comfortable try to reduce it try to push ourselves to be lazy laziness is not a bad thing it's going to get work it's going to get the work done in um newer ways than we the established way will get work done for sure but the laziness will drive us to find newer things mm. like you know and uh, if you are able to find at that point do we need this do we not need this for that presence is needed right if someone says the boat is the most important thing that you are going to need the person is going to be attached to the boat he'll never go to the peak of the mountain right it comes down yeah. to things like that as small but one one has to go out there and question everything question everything you know yeah. without the fear of being and that's the environment we need to create because having been in india in a society where we are, i'm not able to talk as freely about death and stuff we need to create an environment where people can speak their minds you know after time therapy is one of those settings you know the therapist doesn't help the patient in any way <laughs> as we think it's just it's at that point um the patient goes to a point where they lose the barriers okay this is my safe space i'm going to get it all out as they get it out they kind of see it from a different perception right yeah. all the things yep. that are being unsaid that's driving their actions are able to get out and then these are there are some therapies that help with that but now we have our our subconscious is beautiful it's power, so powerful it suppresses mm -hmm. memories right that's what psychedelics are doing that's what meditation are doing right uh, it it explores people having bad trips the bad trips are showing this is what's happened you're just holding on to it right yeah well, you just have to sit with it you have to sit with it i've i've had bad trips where for 2 hours i would have been thinking oh i've gone crazy i just wanted the trip to end so badly right yeah and the frustration pushed me at a point of questioning right that curiosity 
why do i want to end this why do i want to change this you know we we need to be the, the childlike curiosity is quite important once we become adults i feel like we tend to become serious and we try to focus on things you know yeah like we are there are set of things to do right like we have to get the house before the real estate goes up really much and so on but we can ask the question like do do i really need to do that do i really need to do what is being done by billion people and sometimes you know <laughs> when the answer is no it might seem like you're you're the misfit or something but in those times is where books helps when there yeah. is one guy saying that oh i did this life is magical either way don't worry right it gives the confidence like i had so many of those books act as crutches at point where i was this close to giving up what i'm doing right now which is being completely useless according to my previous life right because <laughs> i was driven by productivity you need to be productive you need to be productive yep. and I, i i truly feel like um sometimes productivity comes from traumas yeah traumas lead to if a person is working too much it's trauma if you're going to be a overachiever it's not a bad thing but there is some unprocessed trauma that's driving them so much yeah yeah you yeah. can you can achieve everything again the question comes if if we are caught up in a world of solipsism where i am the only conscious being what achievement is going to get whom like all these other non conscious things are not going to get any use out of me so first one has to sit heal their traumas fix themselves before they can even help others right and i think one of the things uh, that's what beautiful about psychedelic therapies i do not think people can just hand over drugs like that and people cannot just hand over drugs even after one sitting or something they need to get to a certain amount of quietness in their headspace to be able to achieve that stillness that's quite essential very essential before you help the other person yeah see i i that was really well said i I've, this is what i think psychedelic therapy should be because we i think it's important to note me and you probably have done a lot of psych have had have you and i and a lot of other people have walked down the path of psychedelics and understand the difficult trips and have had to process the difficult trips i think it's important to maybe understand what someone new might be going through like imagine remember when it was your first time going through something and getting that feeling of oh my god i get it like that first sense of like yeah i get it and then it fades or your first bad trip and you're like oh i don't think i should ever do that again like yeah. i think that the the process like for psychedelics you do need a mentor you do need someone there and not all the time but if you go through a psychedelic trip it would be helpful to have someone like yourself to talk to like hey what does it mean when this happens and you're like well here's what it meant for me or here's something similar that happened you know and then i think that it's that process of teaching the next generation of how to use psychedelics you know yeah. for a lot of us it's been an independent journey but we've like i'm talking to you right now i'm learning a lot and i i i i think that a younger person who's just getting into this could really benefit from talking to someone older it should be like a mentor group instead of it being you know i guess that's kind of what the mystery schools were it's about yeah. older people yeah. teaching younger people the way you know it's i kind of, and i kind of see a resurgence of it it's it's kind of beautiful it's it's funny because uh, that that became the established tradition in india <laughs> younger people having to respect older people 
and i'm completely against it <laughs> we are not <laughs> as old as our thinking is we are just people can be any age they can be completely immature yeah if they could have the worst of the experiences they can be immature and maturity maturity doesn't depend on age or experiences it depends on how how much one is able to incorporate those experiences and change certain habit patterns even though those thing kind of seems like um how do you say it's it's vague it's abstract it doesn't give you a solid answer but e- any kind of model is going to construct i feel like you can have a certain stable ground to begin but mm-hmm. every journey has to be open ended every single trip has to be open ended there cannot be you can never think about a particular goal for a particular trip you know when they say set and setting i i hear from some articles where you need to have vision for this no i do not believe you need to have a vision for a particular trip because the moment you have it because all your sensation and emotion and whatever right you're you're observing it at a magnitude of there is no number it's such at a higher magnitude right so even a little bit discourse from that you will you're going to without consciousness you're going to ta- label it as a bad trip so certain setting is something that's going to guide you into the trip mm-hmm. after that it's just it's beautiful the, these words don't mean anything you know they, they they say right like as the as the lst started working i don't think so i don't feel anything <laughs> like wait what are feelings yeah. that's that's when it starts yeah. so yeah. all all the things that we conceive of in our normal sober working mind it ceases to exist right all the barriers go down along with it whatever we think as useful tools like words and communication sometimes i'm on drugs and i can't even speak like i'm yeah. so gibberish like yep and and the beauty is that i have nothing to convey and you know it's so <laughs> relieving it's like wait, i don't know it's nice <laughs> so what i don't have to speak like i don't have nothing to say right so yeah it's, it's, it's like that and uh, more than older people to younger people it can be i think what you were trying to get at I, maybe i'm just guessing experienced to in inexperienced and experience yeah, can happen for way better put yeah yeah and um, yeah trip trip sitter would be nice when people are afraid uh when we when they are thinking about bad trips right, right. because the, the internet is flooded with information about bad trips and you know 30 years back when or 50 years back now <laughs> when nixon at the schedule 1 class and you know they made videos about how people on psychedelics jump out of third floor and you know when i was on psychedelics and thinking that's crazy i would never comprehend how someone on psychedelics would do that there is no way for you to because you're more attentive than anything else you're attentive you you've been not attentive like this before ever if you have not done any meditative things there is no way you would have been pay, paying attention to life as such and the beauty around us to that extreme that in that you know pure awareness mode you're not going to do something like jumping off third floor or like oh it's dangerous you're going to like i don't know maybe it, it it does happen in group settings that's one thing i've heard stories from where the the group energy changes right 
yeah. and you know you have some people they they if you, they are mixing drugs and some are high energy they want to go out and then the people who do not want to go out go out and then crazy things happen for the first time i think it needs to be a solo trip yeah with a very safe setting to begin with and then you can start walking out i I've, i've had so many trips outside i've spent like hours in uh beach yeah it was crazy i am i i wonder how i'm still alive i i usually say that that's that's my physical rebirth point because i technically shouldn't be alive i'm alive for hours of swimming in a beach on wednesday and i'm alive and i'm when i think back to that point it's i'm so grateful yeah. you see if something happens like i'm grateful i'm still here right <laughs> and um, yeah that's the part uh, with respect to having that set and setting and helping people understand bad trips are important bad trips are what yeah. we need to go after cycle if if you're thinking about going after psychedelics after a good trip even though psychedelics do not have the addictive capa- capacity i've never felt like i could take lsd on the next day i'm yeah. like i'm done man i'm done for like i'm yeah. this was pretty much my last trip that's how i feel sometimes <laughs> right it's every so, one of them <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm like and sometimes i'm dancing around my neck goes breaks and it's like uh, never again yeah. i'm getting yep. old for this like <laughs> i'm young but like i have not done anything physically so i'm old for this and <laughs> it's it's funny when you think about good trip you want to have it again because that's what yeah. we tend to believe right we tend to believe we need to go after good and not bad but the world is very paradoxical very paradoxical mm-hmm. and it's always the law of opposites i believe yeah. if 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 someone is out there you know hitting other people or like even talking about the patriarchal society that has developed around the world right it comes from a very weaker inner side of the masculine part because if one is truly strong they don't need to show it that's how yeah. it works if yeah. you're truly strong if you're strong within you don't go and prove it because you know it and if you're it's only when we are not sure of what we are within we tend to get validation when we do we tend to show the play the power game and so on right and um, and that's why i say law of opposites so what what do you think is bad jump into it good <laughs> maybe a little less you know a little less uh in even in meditation uh they say when um, you're you're with the pain first time you're with the pain you're like you don't want the pain so you're avoiding it and slowly 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 you're with the pain and you start understanding pain is quite important for your journey right but there are also pleasures pleasure sensations that arise out of meditation and um, going to say sometimes it's not even people want to avoid pain they are okay with the pain but they go after the pleasure that's the problem sometimes we are trying to it's it's avoid rather than avoiding the bad things it's just jumping to get more of the good things mm-hmm. right so you know yeah all this comes down to a single point where it's awareness as simple as it sounds if you if you are there present paying attention to what is happening there is nothing more you need to do literally your shrine is cat is quite an example right that that is tied along with quantum physics and if you see all these links underneath everything is linked and it all goes back to the same point you take music you take physics you take space everything you want to go macroscopic the law will remain the same if you go microscopic the law will remain the same 
It's yeah, so beautiful. And it's, it is because it allows you to see it. it. It allows you to see the same law playing out on a huge scale and a small scale and in yes. yourself and yesterday and tomorrow. You know, there's so many angles. What I always think of, like, all these concepts we've been explaining, like, I've really recently begun to th- understand symbols more, like, and how powerful they are and how, in a way, they're not only a different language, but a more whole language. Sometimes symbols are things that words can't describe. And let me give you an example of like, do you know like the yin and yang sign with like the two pay, like the white paisley and the black paisley and they each have that oh, yeah. dot in there. Yeah. Like that is, that is, that's everything. It's balance. It's strength. It's weakness. It's you. It's if you can just, if everybody takes a moment to look at that sign and just think about it for a minute, like that says it, that says it all to me sometimes. Yeah. And it's so powerful to, to sit with symbols and, and it's also very interesting to see the way society wields those symbols. Like you see people yeah. having that sign on their store and like, right. you know, or like they have it on their car and they're like, wait a minute, I think they're hijacking that sign. What's yeah. going on over here? Yes. You know, and we're surrounded by symbols. And it, so once you begin thinking about that, so if we, if we can agree that symbols are powerful and we can agree that symbols say everything, then we can also agree that the world of symbols are bombarding us. And if you don't understand them, you can be overwhelmed by them. It's just, it's amazing to me to think about symbols as a language. What, what, what do you think about the way symbols are used and how do you see symbols in your life? Symbols are amazing. <laughs> the, the symbol yin-yang, the, when I saw it three years back, I saw it as a more explaining symbol. It's like, here's the good. Here's the bad. Here's the good and the bad. Here's the bad and the good. Yep. And here's life. And it's beautiful. <laughs> right. It's, it's amazing. This is this is what it is about. You know, nothing is pure, perfectly good or nothing is completely bad. If everything comes with both of those, right? Yeah. Yet I do not see the way symbols being... Uh, they have the potential to be really good in conveying messages. But ignorance creeps up everywhere. Just like all parts of language, all words are misunderstood. Like you can say pretty much any word and there will be people who find it offensive. There will be people who will be like, whoa, that's nice. And there are people like, it's a neutral word, right? So those are all there. Growing up though, uh, I've been in a part where there are too many religions and stuff. And uh, rather than understanding why this is, they they try to, yeah, they monopolize and take, take the symbol and like uh, I, I am from a caste which wears like uh, what is this? Some marking on the head, right? It's like a temporary tattoo, and they are so biased against people who get uh, permanent tattoos. It's not a, it's not a big deal. It's both temporary. First of all, you rub it after a day, they're yeah. gonna burn it, it after death. So it doesn't matter, it's right? And but we 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 the first time it is. I think everything out here in the world, good or bad was conceived out of pure good intention. Mm-hmm. It comes out of nothing. Just like music. Music is what? Nothing. It's a bunch of noises. Yeah, you can say it's it's harmonious and stuff. It's it, same like our vocal cords. These are noises. You're able to understand my noise. I'm able to understand your noise. That's all it is. But we cannot let ourselves get caught in the words we say. The words don't define mm. us. Ne- ne- neither the stories that define us. Neither, nor the symbols. As powerful as it can be, 
if you if you take a printout and put it in your car it's not going to change and one of the funniest <laughs> things is that uh, having gotten into interested in buddhism i have read things what buddha said buddha always works on uh, always tells people there is there is no need to carry my deity there is nothing you can do praying outside there is no external object or figure or symbol or anything that can you know that is the answer you have to do the work i cannot make you enlightened i can show you the path but you have to walk each step and this this person so funny i i find uh, hinduism to be um, what is it it's a, it's a big corporate hinduism it goes on occupying different religions so there are 10 avatars in hindu where first avatar second avatar they say how um, it's kind of matches with evolution and buddha at some point is quoted of saying like there is no god as we think it is right as the external image as the deity form and so on and uh, to the wonder of me they made buddha the ninth avatar in hinduism i was like wow it's like the person who said there is no god as such and you see so many people like <laughs> go and see they they are like small buddha statues right it's it's not bad to it can be it's a great tool if you use it as a reminder right mm-hmm. this needs to put me in present moment it's great any symbol is magical right yeah like people people use candles candles are amazing because um one of the reasons they have been the people were in the wild so candle fire keeps it away and uh, candles are and they use that to create the safe space as well as use it as a symbol to start meditating but now people light up candles everywhere without without understanding why the candle is lit right and the, it's it's like same with superstition right sometimes yeah. before we understood cause and effect and why is happening the bl- the black cat crossing us is like a bad omen and stuff <laughs> right you slowly <laughs> start to understand nothing man that cat needs to go and eat the rat or on the corner right you start to understand you don't believe in superstition anymore likewise how superstitions people are trying to get aware and understanding that it's not a bad thing same way people who think it's a good thing to keep symbols will understand it's not why we are doing it it's to push us back it's a reminder all it can do is remind us a song for me i i love pink floyd like yeah. anytime anytime i'm tripping and i'm like one time i came down i was listening to lyrics every song was talking about the same thing yeah. it's like it's like be here now or like coming back to life or like uh, in echoes there is this line it's beautiful uh, strangers passing in the street uh, by chance to separate glances meet i am you and what i see is me like yeah that's what i saw on my yeah. trip it's amazing how yeah. did you know right <laughs> and and uh, now when i listen to the songs i used to listen to songs i don't know why i listen to songs it, it was more like a distraction right it was a state of comfort now whenever i listen to song if i'm not present in the song i just stop listening if for a little bit amount of time i'm getting distracted i there is no point in listening it's just playing noise now Yeah. I'm not processing it. I'm not. It's it's like the thing, right? Uh, you need a observer for the prism to exist. I mean, sorry, rainbow, right? Yeah. Uh, without the observer, the rainbow doesn't exist. And yep. so, if a, if a song is playing, and uh, if I'm not there to listen it, it's nothing. Nothing is happening there, <laughs> right? People might think, oh, that guy is listening to the song, but no, no listening is happening. <laughs> so, in in that context, coming back to symbols. it's all up to the individual it's a great yeah. great tool to remind themselves just 
you need to know ask the question any symbol any sacred symbol tear it down rip it apart ask it is it is it truly you know something one of one other thing we do in our religion is like wear threads around our body mm. like i never knew what it was about and no one has given me an explanation i've asked my dad who's pretty religious um what's this thread about it's like it's sacred don't talk about it <laughs> what <laughs> and, you know growing up i got limited in having these discussions about different things because like one of the things um i felt like previous generation did was um growing up in a authoritative uh, environment if they don't know the answer they'll ask you to shut up <laughs> right there yeah. is no until i was 20 years old i i actually thought my dad knew everything and he didn't tell me now i come to know <laughs> doesn't know <laughs> you know that that's one one more reason i had uh, public fear right like right. public speaking because i felt like the person sitting on the other side knew much better right yeah and now i don't demean the other person but i just understand you you can know so much more than me but in the vast ocean of knowledge that's nothing that's nothing it's like grabbing onto water with your hand in the ocean and you took it 90% of it fall through the yeah. holes you know and then some stays and like yes i am katam so i'm so and so i'm doctor now yeah you no know, you're yeah sure call yourself doctor but you know i see it that way <laughs> you should never funny. let 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 ourselves get caught in those yeah. things i believe because um all the titles we we were talking labels. about that yeah labels one of the first first ever trip that showed me was oh my god the labels kind of narrow down it like yeah. labels are attachment labels are yep. bad so it's 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 so funny like uh, it comes down to the point of like a story right i give it a label i i make it i i i am creating this is why the other thing you said we are of one organism and uh, we are just happening inside the thought it's the brahma's uh, thought or something they say i think mm-hmm. and uh, this guy is sleeping and he's thinking but even in christianity the first line or something the word of the god became i i do not know to quote it line by line do you know about it it's i think it's um in the beginning the flesh was became word, word. or the word or became the, flesh yeah yeah the word became flesh right yeah. so i truly believe that because like what you define at you you manifest it you create that yeah. reality you want to say it's bad it's bad you want to say it's good it's yeah. good this is the beauty of this is the complete freedom you know yeah. to be able to choose what you are going through is is the freedom i i think that's the true god's world or and us being god's children because until a few years back i was pretty much a strong atheist for 2 3 years i was yeah. straight atheist because of the fact that you know even though we kind of say it's god made it and we are god's children it always felt like i was having fear like i couldn't be who i was or i'd be nervous as i said life being a burden but truly realizing if we are god's children it shouldn't be the case we should be having fun it should be like kids playing in the beach like no thoughts like today you try to take a kid to a beach and take him after 2 hours or 4 hours or 8 hours the reaction will be the same mom dad i don't want to go now and that's how we should be we should we should be so engrossed in this thing playing without um like uh seeing it as a burden right another yeah. famous alan watts line that kind of helped me is that uh humans are seeing this as a work 
right if they realized it was a play rather you know participated as you mm-hmm. know dance steps you, know, you see dance dance is so idiotic you know <laughs> it's so fun but if you put a purpose to it it's so idiotic like dude this guy raised his left hand and over his head and moved left step put the yeah. hand down and he did the same with the right side why is he doing it right those he's crazy those who, look at that person waving all their hands around getting all nuts <laughs> he's a yeah, lunatic you see is it frederick niche or something i'm i'm sorry i'm just going to finish that yeah. the, the people who couldn't hear the music thought the people who were dancing to be insane it's like that just because we are not able to understand why the other person is having fun just we we rip the fun out of it yeah right likewise if we did just for other people that's one thing we start doing it in our own lives you know we are we are serious we have our work time play time like here i can be a little bit you know flexible but other times i have to be rigid you know there is a yeah. goal there is a vision and all these as as interesting or as helpful as it may be in the present moment it doesn't help in the present moment if we are able to truly think i'm going to die tonight it brings us back to seeing this world in a much more magical lens and it's it's hard like i'm trying to tell you that you're going to die tonight i'm going to die tonight but are we really afraid no same thing contemplate death on psychedelics or shrooms yeah. or meditation it's much different yeah even on cannabis i've had i've gotten to a point of paranoia on cannabis yeah absolutely it's amazing it's amazing i genuinely believe all the things that we quote as to be avoided or the things that we need to go through it's like yeah coming out of it is what it's it's just the journey of the cocoon caterpillar yep. going to the cocoon as scared it can be it gives the ability for it to fly that's amazing yep. you were just yeah. caught up in a leaf for so many years <laughs> you're now going to fly and the obstacle is the way the obstacle either, is the way yeah yep. i think um <sighs> It's amazing to me. Like there's so much there's so much that it it makes me think about when I when I think about Nietzsche going back. He's got this idea of the transformation from the camel to the child. And he speaks about in the beginning we're all like this camel and we sit down in front of society. We get on our knees, we bend on our knees and we lay down and we take this load and everybody puts this stuff on our back. Hey, here's here's this here's Alfred North Whitehead. Here's Nietzsche. Here is President Bush. Here's President Modi. Here's society. Here's war. Like we have all this stuff and it's stacked on us. And then when we reach a certain age, we rise up off our knees and we run into the desert with this giant load on us. And the desert yeah. is like our life, right? Like we're out here, we're trying to figure stuff out and all of a sudden we realize how much a burden all this stuff is. So we want to, we want to take this load off of us now. Like I don't need white I don't I don't need war. I don't need this stuff. And you begin to go through this transformation. And they said the second transformation is the camel becomes the lion. And so you transform from someone who has had all this load on him into this beast that has to fight now okay. Now I'm going to become a lion. I'm going to fight for everything. And so you get rid of everyone's stupid ideas. and now you are making your own ideas and you have to become this lion because there's a dragon you have to slay so the next part is after you've taken the load 
You've gotten rid of all these people's ideas. You've formed your own ideas. Now you're a lion. So you've made the transformation from camel to lion. And now, now you are your own person. You've become awake to these ideas that you can make your own life. But there's one last test. Now you have to slay this giant dragon. And this dragon is called Thou Shalt. And it's a think of like a a, dra a ginormous dragon. And on every, it's got millions of scales. And on every scale is written the word Thou Shalt. Thou shalt pray. Thou shalt live. Thou shalt be a kind person. And the dragon says to the lion, Sorry, man. You, you're our lion, but you, uh, there's, there's no more room on any of these scales, man. There's nothing left for you. So what do you do? You got to fight the dragon. And the, the end of the story is becoming a child because once you destroy the dragon, once you release the roar that shatters the dragon's scales and you've conquered it, you realize you're at the beginning and you're a child, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's such a beautiful story. And I, I, I think that that's, and to me, I, I really admire the story because I think it tells every stage of life. And no matter where you are in your life, you realize it's a circle and you're supposed to be there. And there's something yeah. more you can, even though you've already done this, there's something else you, you missed along the way. You can learn more. Thanks yeah. for letting me share that story. It's a beautiful story. I, I really like that. It's, it's, it's true, right? Like, I, I think my psychedelics showed me how I was a camel carrying the baggage of the human who put on me. And that human yeah. is not 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 one person that's that's what we need to you know see uh looking back at our history or something we like for example if you say particularly about hitler or something they kind of yeah. think it's like a one-man job oh no it's not it's a <laughs> it's a whole idea of a country and it's not just that country it's ideas coming from hundred thousand years before it's situations yeah. it's surroundings and it's ignorance and it's battling of consciousness and it's, it's, it's everything right yeah it, yeah being manifested in a single person just like one cannot take credit for anything they do the one person shouldn't be blamed right yeah so same way when i see it's like this whole uh, history has put this bag on me uh baggage on me as the, mm -hmm. the camel thing was nice <laughs> and you're like it's not my luggage wait i yeah. don't need a luggage i, I even <laughs> I have a water pouch inside me i don't need to even carry water bottles you know why am i carrying so, this yeah <laughs> so yeah and uh, finally the childlike thing it's it's quite interesting because um on psychedelics right uh the state i am in is pretty much like i get to the point of um no objective purpose right mm. completely lack of meaning and no purpose you can you don't need to be sad about that's beauty it's like you're put in a room with a clay and you can do anything like this life is to do anything and it's so enlightening right i can pretty much be anyone i want my my story yeah. is not something that is it's it's like the diagram drawing on the beach one yeah. wave it goes back it goes back to blank slate right and yeah. uh, and one of the things i uh, see in psychology is uh, people having the argument between nature and nurture, right? Right. And uh, have you heard the concept of tabula rasa? The tabula rasa, like the, the yeah. clean slate. Clean slate. It, yeah, tell people about it I bet, so everyone can know. Yeah, tabula rasa means like just clean slate. And people are born with clean slate. And when you're young, you're not able to write on your slate and everyone writes the stories they know that they have done, right? And usually uh when when you grow up that's why i say 
every kid is going to be traumatized regardless of anything because yes. as as small as the names given to us it's not ours you don't need to be caught up by it like you're not yeah you're george just so that you know that i am calling you i'm ranga so that you know if i'm the last person in the world would it be make any sense for me to have a name no like names don't have any meaning but so if if those are given for helpful purposes the kid growing up needs to understand right um with enough suffering it starts looking inward and asking this question why and what and you see that everything is written on it we all have a chance to make it back to tabla rasa right yeah. that's the beauty of it we can wipe it off all clean and be here just with nature just part of the experience right like i never understood even now in my sober sense i don't understand I, you know after enlightenment they say there is no observer there is no observed there is just an experience flowing through i i have a hint of like i did have that on psychedelics but right now i cannot even i would be lying if i said i understood it now but i know right the moment i'm popping something i'm going to be there you know <laughs> because there is that that that's it so we need to erase the stories the stories as much as um, seems like gives us identity it's prisoning and um, one of the things that happens in trauma right trauma passes down when there is no yeah. healing trauma passes down because for some people when they go through trauma even though they know trauma and they work with the ways they knew right for example like let's say my my dad or something where his trauma was trying to find a job and like was pushed to marry or you know have kid and uh, this one but having gone through that now even though he was successful in the sense that he came out of it still alive you know okay he had a job he had made money and so on he thinks that worked right and people think what they did worked and therefore they try to pass it on to the next generation the generational cycle of trauma has to be broken down and it's up to every single person to really like question stuff you can you can't really offend the dead you can yeah talk anything about 100 years back and it's fine like they did it for a reason right and it's it's pretty much religion is purely outdated yeah religion is outdated it was quite essential for us to come together from different areas you know i'm talking about when we were hunter gatherers every tribe was fighting other tribe they had to have a common umbrella to share ground and you know come together but now we are past that we are heading towards a global economy we are able to understand what's happening so what we used as you know crutches we don't need it we now have skating shoes like you can't use crutches and skating shoes like it's okay to you know understand that you don't need to use that but again without awareness we hang on to things we hang on so tightly that i i also think it this way people hang on to some ideas so strongly you know on psychedelics it takes the whatever they are holding right and it yeah. hurts their hand yeah and that's what they think is like psych- psychedelics are bad <laughs> but when they truly right. fully, it's it's people who are caught midway where it hurts and they have not completely let go right that's why right. i think terence mckenna's uh, a heroic dose is quite important there is no it's, it's going to rip out in so yeah. fast like you don't have chance to 
you know put the barriers back up while you're tripping the barriers yeah. are completely gone now yeah you have a chance to see for what it is from a different perspective and work towards making it better yeah that's so true i ringa i i could talk to you for another 2 hours but i i have i want to make some um i got my beautiful wife and my daughter over here and i i would i got to spend some time with them definitely please Man, this is fun. Let's do it every Sunday. Can we do this every weekend? Are you busy? I am. I'm down. I I do not okay. have. As I said, no podcast or anything so far. So this was my first thing. Thanks for uh, inviting me. It was nice. I was listening to your other podcast the other day. I was like, I I need to know how this guy talks. What yeah. is he? And you know, this starts doubts and comes. Yeah. They say no. You know, fear comes and so on. But it's been <laughs> amazing. You know, I Man, like I- it. It's. It's good, right? It's yeah. you're doing a great job and I I think you should have your own podcast. You would crush it, man. Like I think you are someone who is not only fun to talk to but someone who has a very clear perspective and a different perspective than me. And I I, I admire being able to see the world through your eyes. So thank you for that. It's it's really fun and and looking forward to our further conversations. Like I we should we should have a panel. There's other people I would like for all of us to talk i think we would have a great group conversation so we'll talk about that in the future Definitely. here yeah yes. this is my baby girl right here hello mm. hi <laughs> so we are out of here every ladies and gentlemen ronga he's an amazing man he's got some awesome ideas we're going to be talking a lot more where can people find you if they wanted to reach out to you and get your opinions on stuff ronga how could they find you i'm there on linkedin <laughs> right there yeah okay and we yeah. we'll put some Is it okay if I put a link to your LinkedIn Definitely. page in the notes? Okay. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. I'd love And, talking to people. Uh, yeah, it's the This, best way. Yeah, it's amazing. So we will be back next weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Reach out to Ranga. I will. You guys can reach out to me if there's stuff you want us to talk about, or you want to get in the chat and chit chat with us, or if you even want to come live and talk to us, just get in the show notes and let us know. Reach out to one of us. And um, we're gonna be back with some more conversations. So that's what we got for today, Ronga. Hang on one second. I'm gonna close the broadcast, but I still want to talk to you for a moment. Okay. Okay. So if I come right here, I go over to in broadcast, and I hit this button like that, and then I hit that one there. Hello, everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me, or you've been with me the whole way. I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about 5 years. Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge, and I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now. and it's been so rewarding to me that i would just want to try and inspire other people if you have a dream if you have a vision follow the voice in your heart listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge i think you're strong enough you're smart enough and you're good enough to make your dreams come true but you have to believe in them and i truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance a real chance on what is possible then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision and I hope you all conquer it and I want you to know it's possible. 
Take baby steps and move towards it, and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. And you know what? You deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.